podcast everyone today my guest is a up-and-coming singer as well as a model it's my pleasure to introduce Zane. hello everyone there go. i'm very excited to be here <laughs> thanks for being here thank you so i read your spotify bio and that's a very extensive bio so i just want to <laughs> for anyone who hasn't checked that out i just want to start right there so mm-hmm. you had intensive uh piano training and like vocal training by the mm-hmm. age of seven yeah yeah it was uh it was pretty crazy when I uh when I was three years old basically I just kind of like started singing like in the bathroom with my mom and everything and she was like wow you can actually like hit some good notes there <laughs> so she was like I really think that we should take you to um a vocalist trainer and we should just really get you trained for that um and I was like okay like I was four years old, so I was like, sure. She waited a couple of years, and I ended up going when I was six years old. Um, I started working with Fan- Fran Reed, and I worked with her for about, like, 14, 15 years of my life. And, and who is Fran Reed? Is she someone prominent, or is she, like, who uh, is she in So Fran music? Reed is mostly just, uh, she's a music teacher, piano teacher, vocalist trainer. Um, so she basically trains people to either go to uh, music colleges. Like, my plan mm-hmm. for most of my life was to go to Juilliard. Like, that was oh, the shit. whole goal, was to go to Juilliard and be an opera singer and that was just you know my plan and I you know I I was really excited about doing that but just kind of later in my life I realized I don't want to sing for someone else's opera I want to sing my own music you know mm-hmm. I've been writing music my entire life so why not use that opportunity and use all that training I had for for me you yeah. know um, but I'm really happy I did all that because you know it taught me a lot of intensive training on how to be dedicated but it also taught me how to use my voice as well and that's um, what you wanted to do like i feel like that's so crazy it's it goes so to extensive fun, training. I, at the same time i loved it because it actually got me into uh tosca with the seattle opera i ended up doing a full year of work with them constant recitals i ended up doing the show multiple nights in the week and it was one of the most fun experiences i've ever had i got to do acting singing and everything else in between you know so, so wait, is tosca a performance or an is it opera a... so actually an opera with the seattle opera so i was just like okay. one of the choir boys because my voice was extremely high so they're like well we're just gonna put you with the choir boys so i was like wearing a wig and everything and i'm like sick wow. <laughs> it's dope Do you have, is like a certain age you have to be part of tosca or? um so you could be any range of ages it's mostly what they're looking for um so you know there was different 
basically roles to be casted and I was just casted for one of the choir boys because I was at that age anyways Um, so it was it was a really cool experience honestly probably one of the best experiences of my life because it really set this set what I wanted to do on the stage and how to be comfortable on the stage you know what the fuck does offer that's sometimes and I'm like I'm in such a different point in my life now like doing my own music and yeah. coming out of modeling and everything it's just like what is happening like I, I feel like I just went through like different stages like acting at opera then modeling and now I'm finally doing my own thing so I feel like I'm really like stable and set in what, what I want to do right now. You're a well-rounded artist. <laughs> I, I appreciate like, that. Like an artist is like a general term now I feel mm-hmm. like like you can be like a the thing that I'm trouble like battling right now is like mm-hmm. for like hip hop. Right. When I think of rap, I think that you have to like be a- good at freestyling, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But now a lot of hip hop artists have no idea how to freestyle, but they're still mm-hmm. doing rap. Got so you. they're just called artists. So <laughs> right. So artist is like a general term now. I right. Feel like. I feel like there's such a wide uh, spectrum to just being an artist too. Like there's so many things. Like for instance, I've always kind of uh, taken after. Uh, the role of like Selena Gomez, for instance, like she's yep. an artist, she's an actor, she's a Wizards model. Of like, place. yeah, right. <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place. I love that show. <laughs> it's such a great show. Yes. Yeah. So she's awesome. So I kind of like take after, you know, what she's kind of doing. She's got everything going on. I'm like, I want to be in that place where I can pretty much do anything I want to in an artist area. Or you Zendaya know? even. I know what Zendaya. She's Zendaya too. Oh my gosh, she's killing it completely. So yeah. when did when did you you did acting? You said well, technically for operas you have to do acting. Oh. So you're singing and acting at the same time. Oh, so that is another reason why I had to train my voice so much because like being able to like use that much power in your diaphragm, but still at the same time like acting and like rolling over and like doing like little sword fights with people. I was like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? <laughs> did you do yeah. theater at all in school or? Um. So I didn't really do too much theater anytime I was in high school I was like get in and please get me the hell out <laughs> so that was kind of where I was at but yeah. um I mostly did all my acting just through like Tosca or like little recitals or whatnot then yeah. how was like your childhood with that were you like were you a cool kid or were you just like no a- <laughs> I was not a cool kid in high school I don't know man I I feel like I have always kind of seen myself as just like I would jump from table to table and just like hang out with you know random people but I was never a cool kid like people didn't I feel like I just always kind of seemed like, I don't know, an outcast in high school. I was never the cool kid. I was just always like, you know, there. (laughs) But did you go to like an, you didn't go to an art school then? No, I was actually homeschooled up until middle school. So I would travel with my parents mostly when I was kids because my my parents were missionaries. So I ended up traveling most of my life in elementary school, uh, went to school in middle school. And then, yeah, pretty much did BC after that and then graduated. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Wait, so are you Christian then or uh-uh. I, I'm pretty much agnostic now I grew up Christian okay. but I just kind of later on in my life didn't really set the same ideals as my parents so I believe in like a higher deity but I okay. don't like set my life you know with rules for a religion or whatnot yeah, I haven't I just, seen that a lot lately with people yeah it's just I I feel like th- you only have one life to live right and if there is a higher deity Jesus I feel is like, that life though <laughs> no, 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 no. Huh? I don't know about that I just feel like I don't know it's a very gray area where it's just like you know I think that you know people when they have something to believe in they want to dedicate their life to that you know when they feel love from a higher deity they all they want to do is give it back but I sometimes feel like that gets miscued 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 with um 
just daily things in your life, you know? Just do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, it's one life. I think it's maybe just comes down to, like, community. Like, you're part of, like, an art community, so maybe yeah. you don't need to lean on Christianity as a community. Because maybe. maybe, I don't know, I feel like if you're really invested in Christianity, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah, I could be wrong. Exactly. I don't know. But, like, if, like, if you're an artist, you're focused more on that community. If, mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be part of church, you're focused on going to church every mm-hmm. day and connecting yeah, with the Bible. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it takes a lot of dedication for yeah. you to be in a religion as well. So I think for me, it's just like uh, what my, I guess, religion is, is spreading love. Like that's Hippie. what everyone needs. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> but honestly, seriously, everyone needs a little bit of love in their life. And I think that's, you know, what I want to push for. And that's something I want to push through through my music is, yeah. you know, making people feel inspired about themselves and feel self-empowerment, full self-love, you know, because it took me a long time in my life to finally love myself, right. you know, but do you even... Think- Oh, go ahead. Does that come from like, I feel like that's so intense to like Mm. be like, I guess you're not forced to do music at a young age. You probably Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. But like anyone that's like, even if it's like, have you seen The Breakfast Club? Um, I have a really long time ago. When was that? Like, do you know when that was only? That was like. I think that it was, was 80s. maybe yeah 80s or ni- early 90s I'm not I sure I was like forced to watch that recently <laughs> I, I just yeah, can't watch like it? I can't watch 80s movies for some reason yeah just... I get it it's also the quality I'm yeah. sorry but <laughs> now in this day and age I like you know for instance Black Mirror or like Love Death Robots yeah. I love watching those oh, kind of sh- I really? know it's so yes, good yes. I love Love Death Robots That's I always bi- like I binge the entire First show season's way better though. it's, it's way so much better too. and also they have funny episodes yeah, in the second yeah. season where are the funny episodes yeah. come on guys but with Breakfast Club, there was that character who was like a wrestler, mm. and he didn't actually like wrestling. He just wanted to make his like dad proud. So I feel oh, like there's like you can be like intense into like child acting or mm-hmm. like music or sports or fucking chess or whatever. Yeah, it is. exactly. But I feel like maybe at a certain age, like you just have to like weigh it out because mm-hmm. like you want if you're a parent, if you see your kids like leaning towards something that they like, you obviously want to push them in that direction. But yeah. When do you know if it's too much or not? Hmm, that's a, that's a good question, actually, because I don't think parents know sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I told my mom, I was like, okay, I think, I, I think I'm done. I'm getting a little stressed out because also going to school at the same oh, time as doing intensive opera, that's where it started getting really tricky because I wasn't homeschooled anymore. Right. Um, so being able to juggle that, I think I've always like, had a hard time trying to fa- find a balance between like work school and like personal life as well yeah. so um I took a little bit of a break and then I started back up like 16 to 18 I did some more recitals but once I was 18 I realized I was like okay I think that this chapter of my life is really good for a reason to push me into the next chapter right. you know so I just felt like all the intensive training I was like I don't think I need that anymore <laughs> but I think I just like need to like learn that dedication just right. for myself at home practicing my own songs can so you I was like, oh, yeah. can you like break glass with your voice <laughs> Uh, I did once. Oh, I shit. did once, but Ooh. that was when I was literally training every single day, and I was like seven or eight. So I've been trying since <laughs> then. It has not worked. <laughs> That's craziness. Though. It was so. really cool. I just wish someone freaking got it on video. I was like, Mom. <laughs> yeah. So because... the first section was opera, and then when did you start picking up like modeling? Eighteen, actually. So okay. as soon as I graduated, um, I actually never thought I was going to be a model whatsoever. I did not think I had the look for it or anything like that. I didn't even know how to take photos. Like anytime I'd see photos of myself, I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but my friend, um, she had been doing modeling for a little bit and she was like, I think you have the look for it. Like you should try it out. So I did my first shoot 
you know, the photos were great, but I feel like I wasn't doing very well. So I just kept doing more shoots um, and just being able to- With a company or how did you start out? Um, So I started out actually working with Roger Lurie. That was the first photographer I ever worked with. Um, He's a pretty well-known photographer in Seattle. Um, So I started working out with him and then I started just hitting up other Seattle photographers around the area and just started working with them and really seeing like, um, you know, angles and actually seeing how I can use my body as art in a way, which I think is super freaking cool in itself so um basically about a year later a year or two later i got signed with my malrj they're based in uh new york and now miami um and she's awesome hi laura (laughs) if you watch this yeah break down what that is because that's uh lrj lrj so they're an ma management um and she ended up so basically an ma is someone that helps you get signed to other agencies they help you with your portfolio etc um so basically she got signed uh she helped me get signed with hefner here in seattle and then i've been working with them for the past three years so and hefner is like the main um there's like two main agencies in seattle so uh or three there's tcm smg and hefner and i'm with hefner and they're great so and what what, what, <laughs> what makes one modeling agency better than another one um I don't think there's anything that makes them better than the other. I think that they all have like their wide ranges of being able to get models booked and et cetera. Um, I personally really like Hefner just because, um, well also it's the only agency I've really ever like known, <laughs> so I can't really say much. Um, but they've got me with some really good bookings before. Um, and I actually ended up just working with Mama Label, Mama Label the swimwear company this year. And they're okay. incredible, sustainable uh, swimwear. So just the people Ooh. I've been able to work with through them is pretty awesome too. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So have you learned how to get like sponsors and things through modeling? Um, so I would say on my own for sure. I started okay. just hitting random people up on Instagram like, hey, do you want to do a collab? Like basically they would send me clothes or send me whatever product they have and I would take photos for them and post yeah. them on my Instagram. And sometimes it's paid, sometimes it's not. But no matter what, it's really cool being able to just like work with brands through social media. Like yeah. technology is crazy now. So. <laughs> and then how'd you build up your fucking Instagram page? Oh That's my wildness. I, so when I first I, I, started- Tell people how many followers you have. That's just <laughs> 114k which is still crazy to me because i really don't feel like um a number makes even a difference or whatnot i've kind of just always been me like it doesn't doesn't even like really phase it for me to be honest and honestly i think it like brought a little bit more anxiety to me Mm -hmm. when i gained more people on my social media because i was like oh my gosh i need to like watch what i'm doing or etc but really like social media is just like up for the art of interpretation you get to post what you want to do what thing do things that make you feel comfortable so i've been trying to push my page more lately into just more music stuff rather than just modeling stuff as well um but yeah i pretty much grew my page um at first i started just like shooting with other photographers that had like a good following or just being able to like go to la and new york and shoot with people around there and be able to post photos and people kind of like see your photos from Explorer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how does that work? How does Explorer, do you know how Explorer actually like, Explorer works? is crazy. Like it basically, if your photo starts doing well, if it gets saves, if it gets comments, and if it starts doing well on Instagram's algorithm or whatever social media platform you're using, mm-hmm. it targets people that want to see more stuff that you're kind of posting. Mm. Um, so the more music stuff I've been posting, the more people I've been getting that actually like, like my music, which is uh, the coolest sure. freaking part because it's not just like modeling anymore. I mostly, mm-hmm. my following when I was growing and whatnot were mostly men. And to be honest, I wish I had oh, more God, female yeah. following because, I mean, who doesn't need more female following? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I really want to target is being able to bring more females to my account and just, like, 
you know, divine femininity. <laughs> so. do, do hashtags help with that? Hashtags do help, yeah, sometimes. I, I feel like anytime I use hashtags, I feel like there's some people that pop over and whatnot, but I think it's more people that just see your photos if you have mm. hashtags, which is still good. But yeah. it's so it's important for you not for you not to just be in one box. And it seems like mm-hmm. you had opera, but you don't want to just yeah. be an opera person. Do modeling, mm-hmm. you just don't want to be a modeling mm-hmm. person or model. I guess. Well, <laughs> I think that I'm and, still kind of like modeling, but kind of just you know going with the flow on that. I think the that you really have to push for one thing at a time because other otherwise I would get extremely overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I think right now being able to push for music, I think all of this was leading up to this point in my life. It, and that kind of makes me emotional too because just being able to like see you know all the work i did with opera and all the work i got to do with modeling i love those parts of my life but i can really see it all falling into a domino effect for what i'm doing right now and that's something that's really really cool that is that's super exciting yeah i feel like the universe is really just like showing me where i'm at and what path i want to go on and yeah it's happening so so what's made you stand out compared to like other models to get like that crazy of a following I have no idea. I think that's just. Wow. I think that's just the algorithm. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I really. I, I. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no one has the actual answers for social yeah. media. It's just up in the air. Exactly. Honestly. I mean, you also see so many people that are really, really, really famous, and I think it's also they were like the first famous people when Instagram and TikTok started or just yeah. somehow like their content just blew up. Like for instance, like, you know, on TikTok, just like the little dances and everything that was blowing people up and I, I tried to do so. <laughs> that was bad. Let's go find <laughs> Not those going through dances. it again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look up those. I deleted them anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so how'd you get into your music that you're releasing now? Oh my goodness. So I, First out, I was actually on a booking, um, and this was in Oregon from Hefner and everything, and I met um, a model there, and he actually connected me with my first produ- producer I ever worked with, Chris Pack, and I... That's, a, that's, just, that's not just like a little producer, that's a Yeah, he's So tell people who too. Chris Pack is. For- I love Chris Pack. So Chris Pack is from Seattle. Um, he's worked with a bunch of artists and rappers and different people in Seattle, and he has a, an amazing sound, too. Um, usually worked in uh, hip-hop in R&B but when we started working together we really started like kind of opening both of our portfolios to pop um, mm. and that's something that I've always felt comfortable with too in the R&B as well so he helped bring more songs for me that were more in that R&B style as well. And what year was this probably? Um, this was 2019 when I first started working with him so uh, first started just like getting in the studio and started feeling it out and we just started busting out music and um, we worked together for probably about like six months um, and then wow. the, the pandemic happened. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I pretty much started my full music career. Like my first song I ever put out was January 2020. <laughs> and then two months later, the entire country shut down. So I just kept making music throughout mm-hmm. the entire of the pandemic. Um, you know, Chris was with his family. So, you know, in that pandemic time, it wasn't really time to like, you know, hang out and go to the studio yeah. and whatnot. So he actually introduced me uh, to the digital. There we go. And yeah, <laughs> um, and I ended up working with Jake for that full year and we just kept busting out music. So we were pretty productive in the pandemic, which was awesome too. Cause it's like, I had so much free time on my hands and he did as well. Like, why not? Let's make some music. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super exciting. We just had a release just come out called Just Friends. It was out on August 11th. Go. Um, go check it out. <laughs> yes, go, go check, check that out. Go check it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just had that release and that's been 
one of my top songs that I've created because it's interesting. It's my shortest song that I've ever done, but I think that I, you know, had a point to say and I said it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think there's anything more I really wanted to add to the song. And I also kind of on the side wanted to test the theory of like nowadays in 2021, you notice a lot of short songs mm -hmm. are really blowing up. Like, for yeah. instance, like Pink Parenthesis, like a lot of her songs are a minute and a half to two minutes. And people just keep replaying that because they want to hear more of it because it's so short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see that. And now Just Friends is doing better than any of my other songs on Spotify. It's almost at 30K right now, <laughs> which is crazy. So I'm like, yeah. That's super um, exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. So just going to keep pushing out some more music, um, have another release coming up probably in a couple weeks, a few weeks. I'm just waiting on PR to send it out and pretty much get it going. Oh, so you have like an artist PR too? Mm -hmm, I do. I hired a PR. His name is Ever. Um, shout and out so Ever. Shout out to Ever. Um, but yeah, we're just been, we've just been working on trying to get pitches for different magazines or brands just to really like help promote my music well, um, well as well. Because I think that's the hardest part is really trying to get an ear for the audience that I want to capture, which is, you know, mostly people in their like 20s and 30s or their teens or whatever. And more mostly women too like i'm seeing like mm -hmm. even on spotify it's like 53 percent men and i'm like come on ladies <laughs> right <laughs> where <are> you at <laughs> no i see so, that yeah so break down the digital thing one more time because mm -hmm. was that when he was working with philip peters at yeah, yeah, that's when he was working with Philip Peterson. Um, we were working at that studio and House we of much Breaking Glass. House of Breaking Glass. Yep. So we worked there for a bit, um, and that's where we made um, the first album. And I'll probably have that album coming out in oh, uh, the early of next year. That's what I'm aiming for right now. Just got to get like all the masters on that and videos and whatnot. I'll be doing some more videos with Gemma as well. Shout out Gemma. Um, shout out to Gemma. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm super excited. I'm just seeing finally the path happen. I'm like, it's all coming together because in the pandemic I pretty much was just you know making music but at the same time like the music industry pretty much shut down so I was like all right I'm just gonna wait a little bit yeah. put out music and see what happens you know so would you say you're in the pop realm or how would you describe your music to I would say the most uh, like the full genre is gonna be pop but at the same time I feel like I kind of slip out of pop sometimes where it goes a little bit more R&B or a little bit more in I wouldn't say indie I would say a little bit more like um, ethereal and a little bit alternative as well like I feel like it's not when you listen to it, it's not just like catchy pop it's something out of its realm in mm -hmm. a way you know what I mean me and Oli were having a conversation yeah shout out Oli again that's our intern for third wheel podcast studio oh, yeah <laughs> um, we were we were on Spotify yesterday just seeing because I've been getting more into interviewing like bands mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh, shit, the bands probably have like a top 100 mm -hmm. or like whatever. Like like I, can, I always get like news feeds of like new hip hop songs or even mm -hmm. R&B songs or pop songs coming out. But I've never right. really heard anything new about new rock bands coming out. Yeah, and facts. Because I think rock just kind of like started not being as on the top charts anymore, which yeah. I think is kind of crazy because rock is like almost the most raw genre of music, yeah. like true emotion as well, which of course all music has true emotion. Every single song is up for interpretation of art. Yeah. Um, but I think rock has so much strength in it that I really think it should come back as well. And when me and Oli were looking, it like what showed up as like um, indie music was like actual like rappers mm -hmm. or like emo rap or things like that for like rock. And no we're way. Like, we're like, that's crazy. So basically, yeah. it, you could say your music is alternative indie. Yeah, in like, a way. Like yeah. Ian Dior showed up as a fucking alternative wow. indie music. <laughs> That's wild. That's so crazy. I mean, honestly, like 
what really is a genre? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like all genres are starting to blend together now, which is mm -hmm. really cool. And also, like, you know, punk, uh, pop punk is starting to yes. come back, too, which is super sick, too. It's Shout out exciting. new uh, Halsey's new album as well. I Am Not a Woman. I Am a God. That song Ooh. is incredible. Like, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. I it's definitely really need good. to check that shit yeah, out. Yeah, super good. So did you know there was a pop scene or a music scene in general when you first started music in 2019? or? Um, well, I definitely knew there was like, uh, what, wait, how do you, what do you mean by that question? You know, like how there's like, we went to like Anna Thompson's release party and there's mm -hmm. pop artists there or yeah. like fluency through like a pop retreat and that's a little pop community. There's mm -hmm. like artists, like hip hop community where they're performing at like, well, they try to perform at like Numos or whatever other mm -hmm. events and there's like bands that are performing at like bars. Right. And then like the digital is obviously part of like the music industry, like music scene. So yeah. we, did you realize there was like a thriving community of artists or when you thought of music did you think it was like a macklemore or mm. whoever was um i knew that there was a community of artists that were really trying to um not trying to that were really excelling in seattle as well like i knew of uh, ellis prescott as well oh, yes. um so he's super awesome i actually did a song with him as well that's the next one that's going to be coming out too which oh, is super shit. sick um i met his sister I have not met a sister. It. Yeah, but um, he's amazing. He's so talented. We just ended up jamming with uh, Chris Pack in the studio and um, made the song Begging for More. So that's the first time I've said it out loud, too, that which I'm very awesome. excited. Um, but I didn't really know that there was like a full true uh, pop community, though. Like once I started really hanging out with Gemma and her friends, um, I noticed that there was a huge pop community. Also, Gemma is the kind of person that just really knows how to bring people together, too. So I met Anna through her um, and met the whole group through them. So it's been really cool. And I actually value Gemma and Abby and Ty um, and Lily all as true friends as well. Well, who they're incredible they're a complete video video team as well girl band uh, productions um, but at the same time they're just true friends as well so I'm really oh, happy yeah. I've got to meet all of them and I got to meet you <laughs> hey. how, how'd you meet Gemma um, so it was actually really funny I had no idea like she fully did videos like right. I thought I saw her um, I saw her through Anna Thompson's post, actually. Okay. So I've been following Anna Thompson because Anna Thompson is actually a childhood best friend and one of my best friends, really? too. Everything's such a small world. That's why. Yeah, so I had saw uh, the photo shoot did with Gemma, and I was like, these are stunning. So I hit up Gemma. I was like, hey, you want to do a photo shoot? Just like a photo shoot, right? And it was like a little blind date. Like, we met each other, and we're like so nervous and awkward. We're like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, and she told me she did videos and everything, and I was like, oh, what up, dude? Yeah, let's do a video together. So that's why we ended up doing just friends together and then she introduced me um to all of her friends and of course like abby and ty ron set as well and then we had mm -hmm. casey do, do the video as well he was acting in it um and it was just a good time so then i just started hanging out with them all the time and it's been really cool and getting to know anna as well she's awesome yeah and you, so. you featured in some of their like cameos in some of the music videos too which mm -hmm. is pretty yeah yeah i was in uh, anna thompson's uh hot now video which is super cool i was like hey. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so it was a good time it's been a really good time so how are you feeling about your music like are you excited for these new releases or i i'm nervous super excited. i'm very <laughs> nervous at the same yeah because i feel like every song um i've put a lot of love and heart into and i really talk about my own stories that i've had in my life as well so of course you feel like vulnerability when you're putting out songs like people mm -hmm. i feel like are really seeing into your life a bit more which is you know for me i'm very personal like i i like to talk about my life but i also like having you know my personal stuff as well so i think putting it out makes me really nervous and vulnerable but at the same time this is what i was born and this is what i was meant to do that's what i fully believe so i think that 
out of anything. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. There so. you go. And is your family pretty supportive of you making music? Or? Uh, yeah, they've always been pretty supportive of me making music. Of course, you know, my parents want me to like um, go more onto the Christian side of singing. <laughs> but at the same time, I've told them, you know, that was my part of my life then. This is my part of my life now. And, you know, my dad's listened to my songs and everything. He's like, this is pretty good. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. Like for them to be able to listen to music I have now that's actually like online too. So yeah. it's really cool. <laughs> So do you still follow like opera or like symphonies or plays or ballets mm-hmm. or anything in Seattle? Um. So I. What do you mean like follow? Do you ever like check them out? Like go mm, to like, like operas or? I haven't really recently. Um. Of course, I love pandemic going to the too. Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pandemic. There was not really much in the past couple of years, but um. Of course, the Nutcracker. I love going to the Nutcracker. I used to go to the ballet all the, every single year to the Nutcracker with my mother as well. So that's really um. I don't know, very emotional for me as well, just to go every year. But um, uh, with, Tos- with Tosca, um, I I think I saw Tosca a few years later when they had um, casted an entire new group and everything. And that was really cool to actually be in the audience and see it because oh. I had never done that before. You know, I had were always judgy, been performing though? it. <laughs> at, at, no, at the same time, they were pretty damn good. I was like, all right, all right, you guys stepped up. <laughs> Um, But I used to go to just operas all the time with my music teacher and my mother when I was little, but not as much when I'm older. I've Mm -hmm. been trying to like really go to more concerts or go to to more festivals um, rather later in my life because I never did that as a kid. So kind of just new things. Just because strict parents or just to know what to do or? yeah, I mean, kind of. I wasn't really, like, allowed to... Well, I was also way too young. Like, I wasn't really allowed to go to, like, any concerts, like, mm. before, you know, 18 and whatnot. So I pretty much just started going to everything when I was 18. Yeah. I was like, woo I'm out. So, so. What, what concerts do you like to go to in Seattle? Is it, like, more hip-hop? Is it raves? Mm. Or what is it? Um, So I've definitely gone to a lot more raves than I have concerts. I want to start going to a lot more concerts this year. Like, I really want to check out just some more artists that I listen to on a daily rather than just, you know, go to some festivals. But um, I just came back from Base Canyon. That was always a good time. Like, I definitely I definitely do love dub- dubstep, too. And it's great to see in person as well. Like, for instance, Ganja White Night. Like, I love that. I love those guys. Those are awesome. Those guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, I've just mostly gone to festivals. Uh, and then my first concert I ever went to was Russ. He was oh, okay. great to see. So I've um, gone to a couple concerts, but not too much. Definitely want to go to some more. So how do you go from opera of being into EDM music. <laughs> I was always, I kind of like always have been into EDM music. Like I started really listening to it when I was 16. The first group I ever listened to was Above and Beyond and they really just set me into the world of EDM. And yeah. also um, my boyfriend currently, he has always loved EDM too. So we've just been kind of like going to festivals and listening to EDM ever since too. So it's always been a good time. Yeah. And would you say the digital knows how to make EDM music at all? Because I know some of your guys' music is... Uh... Yeah, yeah. So he, the more and more we started working together, too, I was like, we should really try to go into a little bit more of the electronic realm. Like, really try to go into, you know, into some heavier drops without really, like, a lot of vocals or maybe just mm-hmm. a vocal chop instead. So we started playing with those ideas, and we actually have a few songs that are going to be in the album that are definitely a lot more electronic um, rather than just normal pop or, like... R&B or whatnot, but there's yeah. actually like electronic drops in there, so I'm very excited for so that like, too. Like I see you use your voice as like an instrument almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So when there's vocal chops, just being able to really tune in with the melody and play around with that, it's 
it sounds a lot better when you're sometimes just doing vocal chops rather than just like singing on an electronic drop too. You, know? you should work with the, with fluency. Have you? I should. I know. I actually like got his Instagram and everything. I was like, we should work together. And also, me and Anna were talking about doing a collab in the future soon. So oh, why not, right? <laughs> so that's just cool. so crazy. This like pop community that I've just happened to right yeah this like huge pop community i think it's so cool especially like anna thompson's party just the energy in that house was incredible like everyone was just so kind everyone was so welcoming everyone just had that kind of energy of like let's do this shit you know are you able to give like tips to any up-and-coming artists because like you did all the like Mm. extensive training when you're younger like i know nikki buell he didn't Mm. he hadn't hadn't done any vocal training i think he's doing it now but like before Mm -hmm. like which is insane to me because his voice <laughs> is incredible. Like the strength he gets from his voice too, it's just just gorgeous. I love Nikki as well. Um, but uh, I would say my advice is always just use from your diaphragm. Make sure that you're not ever lifting your shoulders. What my teacher used to do is put a ruler on the back of my neck and on my shoulders so that the ruler would not move when I'm singing. And especially with opera, you're having to use so much strength that sometimes it's really, really hard not to move your shoulders. It's harder than you think. <laughs> so just being able to not move your shoulders, thinking of your body as a pillar and just being able to take all of the breath and all of the strength to your diaphragm, that's where you're going to get the most right. strength in your voice is never from your throat it's always from your diaphragm um and just making sure just like practice every day vocal warm-ups are definitely key especially if you're ever you know performing just practice for like 20 to 30 minutes just doing vocal warm-ups not even the song just like you know holy like, shit Wait, yeah <laughs> is that is that what you do every day mm-hmm. yeah like for um my vocal warm-ups we do an hour a day and every oh, you're single- with someone uh, with Fran Reed for oh, when I was still sorry, I should okay. <laughs> we went into uh, rambled on there <laughs> um, but yeah when I was a kid she um, every single day I would work with her it'd be an hour of vocal warm-ups and every key she'd play it would be like you know so <laughs> <laughs> what the hell yeah just doing like different stuff being able to like really try to like use your voice i don't know <laughs> so do you have to write also every day or like how does how does that mm. work for you i write when i uh, get a spark for me it's either one way or the other where i go into the studio um and i've been working with elon wright as well like sometimes he's been on the he'll podcast. just huh he's been on the podcast oh he's hell dope. yeah that's awesome yeah I've, I've i just started working with him a few months ago too so it's been really cool to just like work with different pr- producers and see their kind of flows as well um so for instance with elon like he'll just start making something and i'm really tuning in to like how he's making the song as well so then i start writing there and if i get sparks i'll just start writing if i don't get a spark then i'll just take the song home right when i'm home whenever i get the spark because i've noticed whenever I try to push myself to write I'm not going to get as good as lyrics and I'm not going to really tune into what my emotions feel as much as it just coming to me you know so you, you've just worked some, with some pretty dope <laughs> producers you're pretty yeah. set with the people ah. you're working with that's they're cool. all awesome they're freaking awesome and I feel like I'm just very I'm very grateful because I feel like I never would have thought any of this would have happened to me. I I never thought that, like, I didn't even know the starting steps on how to work with a producer or, like, how to even get in a studio or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also just, like, I don't know. I just didn't really know what I was doing at that point in my life. So I think it was a serious sign from the universe when I started working with Chris and then the Chris introduced me to the digital and Chris also introduced me to Elon. So just being able to work with three of those amazing human beings has been just an incredible experience for me. So yeah. Yeah, it's and been really freaking cool. And how do you like know your worth as an artist? Hmm. Whoa. Oh my goodness. I 
a deep question. <laughs> wow, hit me right in the heartstrings. I don't know. Um, I feel like I know my worth just because I can't, I can't see myself doing anything else. So I have to know, you know, I have to be able to like be mindful every day of like, who am I? <laughs> Mm. What do I want? You know, what am I worth? And I think it's like I said, it's taken me a long time to realize like just love for myself. So finally, I feel like I'm really starting this relationship with myself or I'm falling in love with myself. And that's probably one of the coolest experiences. So I think that's how I know my worth is by um, able to be aware of like your self love and be aware that, you know, I uh, I think I'm good at music. <laughs> I think I am, so we'll roll with that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, artist communities, like, I've noticed with me, like, all my friends are, like, basically, like, artists now. Mm-hmm. How, what is your friend base like? Is it a mixture between mm-hmm. artists and people who do other things? Or, like, who do you surround yourself with usually? So... I usually surround myself with, I actually, one of my best friends, I met her six or seven years ago when I was working at Starbucks. Shout out Starbucks. <laughs> no, I do not shout out Starbucks. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you guys burn your coffee. Even though I have Starbucks, don't laugh. Wait, they burn their coffee? <laughs> they do. They always burn the coffee. It's just because they, they heat it up a little bit too long. So even when I was sipping my latte this morning, I was like, you guys burn. it's fine I I just I basically was a barista um even before Starbucks like I've just loved making coffee so you just don't burn your coffee (laughs) oh my god I worked at Starbucks I don't even think I don't know much about coffee honestly (laughs) I'll drink fucking cold coffee from a coffee pot like two days later and be like "Mm, (laughs) this is the best shit I've ever had (laughs) I mean coffee is coffee coffee is just good you know but I don't know I think I have acquired a taste for coffee as well so I'm like don't burn my coffee like, do you have, like, an espresso maker at your house or anything? No, or? I just have a Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'm talking about anyways. <laughs> anyways, off the coffee tangent. Uh, what was the question again? Oh, like, yeah, who do you who do you surround yourself with? Oh, yeah, by? surround myself with. Uh, so, yeah, I met one of my best friends at Starbucks, um, and she is just one of the most incredible human beings, and I've had her in my life for, yeah, almost six or seven years now, so that's completely even out of the realm of, like, um, artists and et cetera, but she's also, uh, like, an actual artist herself. She's Ooh. amazing at drawing, and she's actually at school right now for graphic design, which is super cool. We need um, more graphic designers, honestly. Yeah, exactly, um, and then also I definitely have friends that are, you know, um, I met through modeling as well, like through Hafner too. Um, and then also my artist friends like Anna Thompson and Gemma and Abby and Ty and uh, Ty Leah. She's also just killing it with music as well. And it's just, it's just crazy. to I like forgetting that song. It's, it's like, do you, do you wanna, wanna do you wanna get to know me? Yep. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so it's actually really cool to like see my friend group right now and realize that we're all motivated in the arts. So that's pretty sick. Hell yeah, yeah. I've noticed like definitely um you are who you attract as well. Yes. So <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, well my friends are creative. Hell yeah. There we go. Yeah, so, so it's pretty cool. So, so what are your hobbies outside of music and modeling? Um well, I love fashion. Um, okay, I, I see you. Look at you. Yeah. And I just came up with a fucking green shirt. Hey, we're matching with the green though. There we go. You know, this nice like pale green. We got the like n- like dark green with the Ooh. yellow. Yeah, we yeah. we matched on purpose. Yes. There, was- there we go. 
um but i love fashion i've loved fashion ever since i was a little girl i used to like just dress myself up in like whatever outfits i could find so i've definitely always uh taken style into my identity as well like you know dress good feel good that's kind of my motto um so definitely i love (laughs) clothes hanging out with friends um going on hikes once in a while um reading i love to read um yeah just being outside um trying Connect to with mother of, nature yes when <laughs> with nature because also we're in washington and it is so beautiful during the summertime too like you can't not be outside it's just like sitting outside reading a book having some coffee and <laughs> the coffee need the yes, coffee need the coffee while reading the book um and a, a good joint, book? and a joint and, and, then, a, joint. Uh, and a joint and just uh relax <laughs> that's kind of my vibe there so yeah <laughs> hippie yeah yeah pretty much like pretty much like, i'm very into like crystals and i'm very into like really? i have a crap ton of plants so i'm like yes i am one with everything <laughs> my rocks and plants <laughs> there we go so i get home and i'm like the energy is serene in here yes <laughs> oh my god so yeah it's a good time People. and my cat and my cat oh Shout out to Bubba. He's the best cat in the world. Bubba. I got, yeah, Bubba. I got him two years ago, hey. and he's a little tuxedo cat. He's a little goatee, oh, and shit. he's a big cuddler, so definitely spent a lot of my time with him, and it's, it's fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> <We> cuddle. <laughs> are you good at training cats? Like, I've realized I if you have really a kitten, am. kittens, or if you train a kitten, yep. you can make it seem like a dog, like grow yes. up to be like a dog. That's but... exactly, yeah, that's exactly my cat. Oh. I literally taught him to sit, so he knows when to sit now. He knows how to <laughs> lie God. down. He know, he call When I call him, he comes to me. Um, yeah, he pretty much does anything for treats. He's very food driven. So <laughs> when he was a kitten, I was just like, man, I got to train him to just like make sure he doesn't also pee anywhere because mm-hmm. cats are very ter- territorial and I live yeah. in an apartment. So I was like, there is no way this is happening. So he's actually pretty trained. He's never, you know, done anything outside of his litter box. So he's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know you could teach a cat right? to sit in You were that. right, though. Like, when they're kittens, you can't actually yeah. train them. And, you know, I had cats growing up, but I was, like, five or six when we first got them, so I didn't really know how to train kittens. But now, finally, having my own cat, being an adult, I'm like, <laughs> we're going to try to do this. I also taught him how to be on a halter, and uh, we took him camping one time, and he was totally chill with it, like, literally just camped with us for a couple days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was like, I have a cool cat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude shout out Bubba. Shout out Bubba. <laughs> This is awesome. I'm loving this interview. How we get to my cat? <laughs> yes, I'm the crazy cat lady, pretty much. Crazy well, I just hippie one, cat lady. Pretty much, yeah. He likes I'm, coffee. Yes, and also writes music. So yeah, I mean, all well rounded. Awesome. Yeah, you are well rounded. You seem oh, like a very interesting that. lady. Oh, you do too. Yeah, lady it was very thing? cool to meet you. I was like, hey, wait a second. I know you. There we go. <laughs> yeah, this has been awesome. I love these questions too. You're doing Thank great you at so it. Much. Amazing. Circle clap. <laughs> So what is some uh, final advice that you have for up-and-coming artists, creators, hmm. influencers? I think my final advice is just the the first thing I would say is be mindful. Just take your day as it comes. I feel like the secret of happiness is just fully enjoying life and being mindful and living in the moment, but also in the back of your head, you know, focus on what you need to do. Take each step as it comes. And I really feel like that is what it is with music because you're recording. The creative process is probably... I would say one of the easiest, it's once you're done creating, just make sure that, you know, you have someone lined up to do covers for you. Make sure you have someone lined up to like do videos for you and masters and et cetera, because there's a multiple different steps that you got to um, be able to do. And sometimes it's extremely overwhel- overwhelming because I've definitely sat in my house and been like, I don't know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> but you got to realize in those moments, you're not alone. You have, you know, people that you can reach out to on over social media, like check out the artists or other creators in your area to be able to collab with too, you know. Um, you can always ask questions. So if anyone feels like they have questions they want to ask about, you know, being an upcoming artist, always shoot me a DM and I'll try to respond. So there we go. Yeah. And yeah, what is the easiest way for people to reach you? Um, either email. Um, my email is uh, imzane at gmail.com. So you can always send me some inquiry. And spell that. That's a, you have a crazy <laughs> spelling for you. I, was, I know. I actually, what's weird enough is I found, um, I found Zane from when I was looking at cat names. <laughs> but I saw that it was like Zane. And I was like, I think this is such a cool name. It actually means um, the daughter of Zeus, all confident and courageous. I was like, that's what I want to be. And also, um, I just felt like it really fit well. I was like, this is what I want. Um, so yeah. I think it's a cool spelling. I'm like, I don't know, it's different. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. This yeah. is uh, the NAS podcast with... <laughs> <It's> the <an> A. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it.